Well, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Compulsive Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Peter Widom. You can find me at peterwidom.com and this podcast at compileswift.com. As of this recording on June the 1st, we are just five days away from WWDC 22 starting. June the 6th, we've got the keynote and the platforms, of course, the platform State of the Union, and you can be sure that we're going to be covering that, and there will hopefully be an awful lot to talk about. There usually is every year. I'm sure this year will be no different. Along with that, of course, the week's activities, there will always be plenty of sessions. There's the labs, the digital lounges, and the design awards, which are always interesting. I think it's good to see what other folks are doing out there. The design awards, I believe, are on June the 6th at 5 p.m. That's Pacific time, or the, and all of these times are Pacific times. And, of course, there's always events taking place outside of WWDC. There's online events that communities put together and gatherings sometimes around the location, sometimes watch parties, wherever it may be. I hope that you all enjoy it and are looking forward to it. I certainly am. And I will be taking plenty of notes because I will be tagging up with some of my fellow podcasters and possibly even streamers. And we're going to be talking about an awful lot of this stuff. I am sure there will be lots of new things for us to play with. So I want to talk about this a little bit quickly here. Because every year, we usually get beta versions of OSs and tools. And if you're not a developer, please, please, please do not install them, right? Some years, these early betas, these beta ones have been stable. Other years, they've been very unstable. But none of these, none of them should be used in a production environment. And if you are developing with... You know, for the beta versions with the tools and the OSs, uh, they're not going to be allowed in the store. So, you know, they are purely for us to evaluate, find bugs, give Apple feedback. And I strongly recommend that is the approach you take. If you're a developer, of course, you know, this is something that's normal for us. We're used to this. But I'm going to share with you now how I approach this. And hopefully it'll save some of you some heartache. What I do every year is the first thing I do, of course, is back up all of my machines, but in particular my Macs. Now, the reason being is I obviously do not go ahead and install any potential Mac OS uh, version, beta version that we get on a, on a you know, production working machine. You're just asking for trouble if you do that. Now, one way you can do it safely, and this is what I do, is to install it on an external hard drive. Now, if you're lucky and you have multiple machines, sure, you could go ahead and put it on one of your machines but expect it to be problematic. Do not expect it to be even remotely close to stable or all of your hardware and software working. And I cannot stress that enough. I'm always cautious every year because audio software is always at risk, I have found, with the beta versions of macOS. So I set up and install on an external drive, an external SSD, so essentially, I get all of the performance or as close to the performance as I would if it was running on an internal drive. And it is very usable. And when a new beta comes out, I can just erase that drive, start again. And the rest of the time, I boot into the internal drive for the machine and I'm back to my normal production-ready version of macOS. I was going to say stable, but I guess that's questionable on your experiences. The released version of macOS on my internal drive. And then I just switch between the two. Another way you can go 
if you can get it set up and working, is to set it up as a virtual machine. So you run the macOS beta in your virtual machine. And again, if something goes wrong or a new version comes out, you're essentially just looking at deleting that file or that virtual machine, however it may be set up. And it does not affect your standard everyday working with your production machine. These are the ways that I recommend you do it. As far as iOS devices and iPad devices and watches and TV and all of that stuff, I don't install them. I, I do not install the beta versions until we are far down the line and late in the year because I don't have a ton of devices laying around that I can risk having them go wrong. I use all my devices every day to to get my day job done, to get my work done, and to just have stable hardware. So I do not install those at all. It's entirely up to you what you want to do. If you if I had another device laying around, yes, I'd put one on there and use that as my test bench. But I don't. Not at the moment, anyway. So I hope that helps. That is how I approach this every year. Now, let's talk about how you approach learning from the conference. What I do that works for me, and, and it may not work for you, but what I do is I will watch the videos, right? So I'll watch the keynote, of course, and the State of the Union and any interesting sessions. And I will probably watch them multiple times and take an absolute mountain of notes. Now, part of the reason of that, of course, is because I make videos and the live streams and this podcast and I appear on podcasts with other people where we talk about them. So I need those notes, all those details, right? And in some ways, it's a case of myself and fellow podcasters and that we do it so that you don't have to. And hopefully we can share those details with you. But either way, I find that taking extensive notes is a great way for some of this to sink into my head. And it's for me to reference later on, right? Because let's be honest, when it comes to the State of the Union and especially the keynote, you're going to get that, as some people call the Apple reality bubble distortion field, where you're going to get the marketing version of it. You're not going to get some of those finer details that maybe have important things that you need to know about for you as a developer. And those are all important. And that's why I take notes so I can go back and check and fill in those gaps. And this all helps me prepare for looking at what I think I'm going to be doing and, and potentially what my coding teams are going to be doing going forward as we move through the year to these final releases, as we know, that usually come in the fall of each year, sort of October time. So that's my plan. I'd love to hear what your plans are as well. I wanted to put this out there just to give you an idea of how to approach a conference and, and try and get the most out of it. For those lucky folks that will be there in person, I, I didn't apply for it because I, I just don't have the time. And I say that like I was going to be accepted. I probably wasn't because I'm not some well-known podcaster or blogger or anything like that that Apple will want to have there to to spread the joyous news. So it's not like I was ever in with a chance anyway. But for those of you that are there, please enjoy it. Have great fun. Be very careful and stay safe, obviously, with the whole situation with COVID and everything else still ongoing. But be safe. Enjoy it. I, for one, am glad to see that at least we've got some folks being there in person this year. 
even probably under tight restrictions. But, you know, again, it's a step in the right direction, right? Let's take this cautiously as we move forward. But it is very nice to see at least some in-person approach to the event and, and brings it back to that more inclusive feeling, I think, than just watching stuff online and then talking about it with everybody. There will be a ton of updates, I'm sure, from myself and lots of other folks. Please be checking out for podcasts that you listen to and live streams and all of that stuff because it's a great fun week. It's all about the community as much as it is about the new technologies and everything else. And I, for one, love and enjoy it and and even just taking part and listening to other folks. So that's it for this episode. Probably by the time I speak to you next, we're going to have details and I'll uh, be sharing those and discussing those with folks and we'll see what the development world has for us by next week. I'm hoping to get some more live streams in between now and then as I work on some projects. I decided to go ahead and build myself a portfolio app, partly for the fun of doing it, but also as a way to sort of bake in what I know and be able to demonstrate that to folks and and put that out there. So that's a fun sort of 100-day project that I've made for myself. I'll talk about that more in the future. And with that, I will see you in the next one. I want to give a shout out to all of the folks in the Compile Swift Discord and over on Slack and those that hang out in the live stream. You guys and girls, you, you just make it so much fun and it's so wonderful to have you in the community and be part of that. That's it. I'll see you in the next one.